For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. That's where you go for post-up 5R as soon as the game ends. Also, before floor, an hour before every game begins. And go to fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out for the latest articles from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. We also want to introduce a new sponsor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're really excited about this one because this is going to allow us to have some watch parties actually after the game so you can watch the highlights after the game and hang out with us it's city cigar lounge this is based right in downtown miami it's a really really cool spot they've got 350 or more scotches bourbons whiskeys and tequila 50 plus brands of premium cigars also they got the large comfortable leather chairs you got to see this place we actually posted it on our instagram page at five reasons sports they got a full food menu and they got happy hour and game specials again it's city cigar lounge we're going to be telling you a lot more about them going forward because we're going to start having some functions there because again real close to ftx arena so check them out citycigarlounge.com this is the place you want to go smoke a little drink a little watch a little basketball and now, tonight's episode. Down to uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander on Twitter. And we've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk. 305 on Twitter. Brady's appearances here on Five on the Floor, sponsored by the law offices of Eric Rubenstein. Check out Eric. Uh, if you've got any kind of a personal injury situation, we'll be using that word a little bit more going forward, I think, including a car accident, and a slip and fall, medical malpractice, or anything else along those lines. Eric can be reached at 954 829 ERIC. That's 954 829 E-R-I-C, or you can pretty much run into him at every Dolphin or Heat game, which is what I do these days. Eric uh, has a law degree from St. Thomas University based right here in this area. So against the law offices of Eric Rubenstein, 954-829-E-R-I-C. All right, let's get to it. The Heat lose tonight 100-90 to against the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. This snaps the Pistons' 14-game losing streak. Miami came into this game already without Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, as we know, Victor Oladipo, Markeith Morris, Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero. And then during the game, they lose P.J. Tucker with a knee injury, gets hurt in the third quarter, does not return. We're not going to focus a ton on this game. There are some things I want to get to. 
But I want to go to Brady on this first because uh, you t- texted something to us during the game. And I, I don't know if this is the reason they lost. I mean, Omer's minutes were not good. Den- Denman's minutes tonight were not good. They had trouble pretty much with all any of their bigs playing were not really particularly effective. But with that said, why is the PJ injury such a problem if this is something significant? Yeah, I think we looked through the roster. Even looking through tonight, Max Schroes can fill a Tyler Hero. He can put up 25 points off the bench as your sixth man. You've looked at Kayla Martin, where they've talked about him stepping up into a Jimmy role, which is not really expected. The only guy that can fill Bam, what he does, is P.J. Tucker. And I think what we saw tonight, I said it's not really – it wasn't the reason they lost, but looking at the third quarter, everything everything kind of spiraled. They were working everything through Omer and KZ at times in spots where you just should not have. And it just felt like they were forcing it. We talk about the restrictions that Omer has at this stage. Uh, you mentioned he struggled at times, but it just felt like they, it wasn't as much Omer's fault. It was more of like the offense flowing into him too much. And when you look at a big picture and look what, what PJ can do, I don't know where the offense can go. Unless you get Jimmy back, then it can change a little bit. But still, even if you get Jimmy back, I don't know where the offense goes if you don't have PJ or Bam. You don't have a guy that works through um, – Looking at the numbers tonight, they did not get any paint touches or get any uh, drives to the rim. The way that they get paint touches and drives to the rim has been P.J. playmaking over the top at the elbow extended, the wing, and kind of hitting guys on pin downs or back cuts. Other than that, they do not have a Jimmy Butler to drive, pick and rolls, get to the basket. Without those two, I just don't know survival. We're talking so much offense when thinking about without P.J., which is kind of crazy to say because it seems like it's just so so defensive-centric when you talk about two of these type of guys, two of the better defenders in this league. But offensively, I just don't see a way that they can get away from that perimeter play and then just kind of flip the switch in that way and go into a total diff- different direction. But hopefully it's it's not, you know, anything major. It seemed like it was more precautionary, you know, in my opinion, in a, in a third quarter against Detroit where you're just kind of going to let them sit. Yeah, I thought so, too, except that they tweeted it pretty quickly, which surprised me. Usually the Heat will make you wait. They put it out there. Eric Reed actually announced it uh, about a minute before the Heat put it out on Twitter. Uh, but again, typically they will take a little bit of time. So that, that gives me a little bit of concern. We don't know anything yet. I will also say, as far as the other guys go, the Heat have been pretty secretive about all of this. I would anticipate Jimmy would be back on Tuesday. Markeith Morris, I think, Greg, you and I are out of the prediction game on that because we thought he was going to be back two weeks ago. They were hopeful, and then he wasn't cleared for contact. Obviously, Oladipo is still a work in progress. Bam, we know, is several more weeks. Caleb Martin, I guess, could be out of protocols by middle of this week. Again, that's a murky situation. I said situation again. And uh, and, you know, and and then you take a look at Tucker. We don't we don't really know. Uh, But, Greg, I want to let you you sort of loop in on the P.J. Tucker thing. And then we're going to get a little bit more into this game because there were other things tonight. Although I'm not going to freak out about this game and I'll tell you why. But there were other things about this game, little things that I think we should look at going forward. Yeah, like. I truthfully there, I just don't know how they survive a stretch without PJ Tucker. Um, And, you know, not to belabor what, what Brady's already talked about, but to me, this means they need to feast on these remaining games in the schedule. And I know that I'm probably talking out of both sides of my mouth to some degree while telling fans not to overreact to a loss to the Pistons and then saying they need to get the rest of these. But if PJ is not available, which we don't know yet, and I have no update yet, I haven't heard anything. Um, and we will uh, at the network be trying to figure out what's going on there. 
I just, they have no replacement for him. And that's like something that you can't quantify. It goes beyond the stat sheet. We, we know it's beyond his, his scoring. It's beyond just all of that stuff. It's just, it literally to Brady's point, it's the engine of all of this at this moment in time. Now, Ethan, to your point, they get Jimmy and Caleb back. Like I'm just picking two names out of right. a hat. It, 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 they they may be able to get through these next few home games and like let's say you get you can is this a four game homestand let's say you get all four of those let's just hypothetically and then you um you know you're seven eight games above 500 i feel like then you survive this pj tucker stretch but if not like if this is the one player and i've said this the minute bam went down i think we all universally mm. agreed that the one guy they couldn't lose is pj so fingers crossed that he's okay yeah, and they could get Hero back too, but again, to Brady's point, you know, they have other guys who can do some of the things that Tyler can do. They, they don't have anybody else who can do what PJ can do, and that includes Markeith Morris, who, even if he is back, I don't know that they're going to want to throw him into a starting role after he's essentially missed like six weeks at this point, and, and they have to see how he responds. So I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, going to be the option that they explore. All right, let's get into a couple of other things for tonight, things that jump out. The first thing I want to say is this. I'm not going to make excuses for the heat. So don't take it this way. They were playing a team that lost 14 straight games. Okay. I don't care what their talent level is, but this is not an excuse. I just want to say for people who don't think that the Pistons have any talent, just recognize they had six guys tonight who played who were first round picks and Frank Jackson was picked 31st. So that's right out of the first round. The heat had one guy tonight who played, who was a first round pick Kyle Lowry. I think that speaks to where we've let the expectation level get for what Eric Spolster can do with this group, right? Like you're expecting Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson, maybe to some degree to outplay guys who have much bigger pedigrees than them, like coming out of high school, Kate Cunningham. Oh, I mean, you're talking about a guy, right? Top pick of the draft, right? Like, I mean, you know, Killian Hayes w- was a top pick. I mean, they have talent on that roster. I mean, even, I can't remember his name, but the guy who LeBron got at, at it with uh, Isaiah Stewart got into it with was a 16th pick in the draft. Like there's legitimate talent there. They just have no vets there to guide them. No, no really talented vets. They don't have Jeremy Grant. And so they're just kind of being, they're just astray right now, no matter what Casey decides to do. So I just want to make it clear that Pistons do have talent. Now, with that said, the Heat's problem tonight was that the Pistons can't close games. You saw it at the end of the game. They don't know what to do, but the Heat let this thing get away before they had a chance to close it. Because I feel like if, if they just if they just mitigated the damage a little bit earlier and been within, say, four or five at the end of this game, they probably win it. But they were just too far out, had no margin for error. And then they had that one possession where Vincent, Robinson, and Lowry all miss open threes on the same possession. Bay hits a three on the other end. They're up eight. It's over. So, again, I, I don't want this to sound like excuses. End of a road trip. Lots of guys out playing a team with a lot of talented players. The Heat still had an opportunity to win this thing. And that's where I want to pivot here on both of you back to Duncan Robinson. Because I, I feel like we're going to keep hammering this. And I think what's been shown here is that you cannot count on him to necessarily elevate his game into the forefront when others are out. We're more counting on Max Struess and Gabe Vincent to do it than Duncan. And it seems to me like the best hope for Duncan at this stage is he's a really good complimentary player when you have your stars, but he can't do anything to fill in for those stars. Brady, is that fair? Yeah, you, you hit on complimentary piece. And the funny thing is we constantly compare 
Max Schutz and Duncan Robinson, which is just an unfair comparison all around because as much as they have you know, the same type of game, they still play differently. But he was a complimentary piece tonight to Max Schutz. And we saw them go to those lineups a little bit more, and it felt like he was the driving guy to find Max Schutz threes. And I feel like that's a sign to where you're heading, to just kind of the way things are going at this point in time. It just feels like these are open threes he's getting. Like the threes Duncan Robinson is getting, we talk about a lot of the um, – two guys going to the ball. He made some good reads. I will say that he had some guys two times the guy would come to the ball and he had a nice pass to PJ in the corner and he had that, that one to Max Struess. But other than that, the three-point shooting just has to be, you know, talked about. We're talking about a game where you, you mentioned the guys that they're without. I don't think he, to your point, I don't think he can elevate in that way. I feel like he is a complimentary piece. I think that they cannot utilize him in a different way to change his role. He has to be in the same exact role that he was in when Jimmy was there and Tyler was there. It's not a changing role at all. And seeing these two ways come in and guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, they can change their role because they have, and they've, they've shown that they can step up in that way. It's nothing against Duncan Robinson. Cause as I said, I think he has elevated inside the, inside the lane in different ways. But when you have, I've talked about it before when they were without Jimmy and Bam, that you need Kyle and Duncan to play well to win. If you have one of them play well, you could be in it. If both of them don't play well, you lose. Both of them didn't play well. Like Kyle did, you know, a decent job at moments, but he still was pretty bad overall shooting the ball. And I felt like there was moments, as I mentioned before, them getting the ball into Omer so much. It felt like Kyle scoring Kyle had to come in. I know it's the end of a road trip, but Kyle Lowry has to be scoring Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Duncan's a couple of the players have talked about that. My favorite type of Kyle Lowry is aggressive Kyle Lowry. It felt like that was a time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They could have gone to that, but back to Duncan Robinson. Two for 11, only one two-point shot. I, it's once again feels like the three-point shot continues to dictate his inside game. Like he is a three-point shooter, but when you're two for 10 from three and you only have one two-point attempt, he hasn't looked that bad with the mid-range pull-up. He hasn't looked that bad getting to the rim and guys are collapsing. The, the play that I keep talking about with the pass out to Max Struess, three defenders collapsed on him. Like he's getting opportunities that it just feels like 0 for 1 from 2 stands out to me more than 2 for 10 from 3. Yeah, no, I'm with Brady. And like this is, I hate to bring this back to finances, but I just have to say this. Like you have to look at the percent to total payroll and Duncan Robinson's percent to total is much higher than a lot of other players. And when you are paid like he's being paid, you are being paid to elevate your game in, in, a, in a night like tonight. And that does not mean that we expect you to get 10 free throw attempts and make four layups and get a dunk on Isaiah Stewart. Like that's not what we're asking, but you can't, you can't be as one dimensional as this and one dimensional to the point that like literally you become a non-functional offensive player. And like, that's where you, that's what a mid-level exception type player gets because you know that you're going to get the ups and downs and you take the highs because that's why you pay him, you know, like what PJ Tucker's salary was, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you tend to get as a guy who's a little inconsistent, a player who gets 15, $16 million. You expect him to be able to handle a little bit of increased volume and not be so one dimensional. And like, unfortunately, I, I would still predict that the heat don't make trades like that's I'm standing firm there. But there's a conversation to be had about a guy who um, 
who can't get out of this type of one dimensional tunnel vision like slump. And he's making what he's making. It's just, it's finances. Well, look, it, I mean, let's total it, right? What Duncan Robinson's making this season, you could fit under that umbrella, Max Schroes, Gabe Vincent, Dwayne Dedman, Casey Akpala, Omar Yurtsevin. That's five guys who played in tonight's game, right? Like am I missing MPJ one? Oh, and, and Marcus Garrett, right? Yeah. And Marcus Garrett, six guys. Actually, if you threw, if UD had played, you could have thrown him under there too. You probably still would have been under the number. And, and I don't think that Duncan's number is exorbitant for a high level role player in the league right now. But I think what we are seeing is that may not ultimately be what they need. Um, and, you know, I, we can say when everybody's healthy, is this team ever going to be totally healthy? I mean, we have to have that conversation too. Like it's starting to feel like one of those years. And some of this, is a little bit age related, which is something we talked about for the year. And some of it's a little bit bad luck related, like bam. Um, but it does take older players longer to get back. Also, that's the thing. Like, it's not just that you're more prone to injury is that you take longer to come back. Morris, who knows? We don't really know a lot about that situation. They still aren't talking about it. But when he finally talks about it, are we going to find out that maybe, you know, again, he had some setbacks along the way here in his recovery or, you know, PJ Tucker. Now we got to monitor this because he's coming back from a knee. Maybe it's a knee injury. That's not that significant. That would have taken him two games to come back when he was 24, but maybe now that he's in his mid thirties, uh, mid to late thirties, that it's going to take him four to five to six games to get back. I, I think we have to look at this in the context of this team may never be hundred percent healthy. Most teams are not, but this team with some of the older players has a particular predilection to maybe have more guys out for longer periods of time. And in that case, then you can kind of see it. I mean, again, we go back to Pat Riley's comments about Duncan Robinson and sort of what we know about behind the scenes. And you're seeing all these other guys go out and you see Struess have a game in the thirties and he has enough. What do he end up with tonight? 21, something along those lines. I mean, he, he 24, he, 24. I mean, he had 15 and a quarter. I'm not saying he's perfect. He had a bad three point foul at the end of the game. Okay. There's still stuff he needs to work on, but I even tweeted this and I didn't even think about Duncan Robinson. This is what I, tell I tweeted with about six minutes left in the game. They're going to need a Vincent Struess explosion, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that shows that, I mean, Duncan uh, is in a weird spot, right? I mean, that's, I mean, we, we can't really ignore it. All right. We're going to look ahead a little bit here. In the next section, before we do, I want to tell you about two places that you can go to get great discounts here with Christmas approaching. One, get your premium CBD. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's 5RSN for 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. That's the tincture, the gummies, uh, the sports cream. This is for sleep. This is for recovery. They handle all of it. Therapistpreferred.com. Again, 25% off with the code 5RSN. And for all of your grooming products, your cologne, your deodorant, all that good stuff, Go to manscaped.com, manscaped.com, 20% off, same code, 5RSN. And I must say this, your balls and your body will thank you. Not for the CBD, for the Manscaped. Anyway, let's get, well, your body might. I don't, I can't speak to anything else. You, you guys do what you want with the CBD. I have nothing to do with that once you get that sports cream. All right, let's get to, uh, sorry, it's been a long night. It was at the Dolphin game. Dolphins are seven and seven. Look at that. And we got a new Hurricanes shirt on the site. Uh, 12 cups of Cuban coffee and two hours sleep. So check that out. Um, but let's get to the look ahead now. It's like, I, I kind of just keep saying, like, I don't even know that we need to dive into the details of their first 31 games. They are where they are. They're five games over 500 with like most of their best players missing significant time and playing 
Now, what is this? 19 of 31 they've played on the road at this stage. So again, excuses aside, they're still pretty well positioned, but I want to get into a couple things as we go forward, right? Not just with them. There have been some developments around the league here the past week. The Kyrie Irving potential return to the Nets, uh, at least for road games, okay? Which this still strikes me as odd, but that's where we are. Ben Simmons still not in Philadelphia, but there seems to be more pressure now to move him for something, particularly with the team flagging. I was following some of the Sixers Twitter stuff this morning. So we'll see if something actually happens there. Milwaukee. We know that Brooke Lopez is going to miss the large portion of the season, if not all of it. So I pivot to you on this, Greg, as they come home, they're 31 games into the year um, with what's happened in the East. Now, Trey Young's going to be out for a period of time with protocols. I mean, it's just guys in and out. Chicago obviously has dealt with this after the fast start. I mean, do you like where they are overall? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess everyone's going to expect me to say, yeah, right. But they're essentially in the fourth spot in the East four or five, somewhere in that range. Um, the standings probably haven't been updated yet. So they're, they're somewhere around there. And I expected that that's where they would be in that, like essentially within striking distance of the top two or three seeds. Like that's what I expected them to be throughout the season. And that's where they're at now. Um, I think that parity is in their favor. I've continued to say that all throughout the year that you have to look at them relative to the other teams in the conference. And they are still, you know, they go on a four game winning streak and all of a sudden they could be in a two seed. So I ultimately feel still feel go- good about what, where they are. If we get news about PJ Tucker and it's anything, you know, beyond a week or something like that, that could change the way that I think about this season. He's that vital. Um, and obviously, you know, getting Bam back is going to be huge. And when that happens, um, so I, I personally am not concerned. Um, I feel like this is exactly where we expected them to be. I mean, everyone to go into this season thought it was Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And then everyone else kind of was going to scrap for that three seed. Well, the Heat are scrapping for the three seed. So they're where we expect. Brady. Yeah, I would say it's, I would agree. I would say it's right around the same way, but I do want to just pivot forward for a second and say the importance of this, this upcoming stretch, because it's not as much as this being an easy stretch coming up, but it's also the, the difficulty of the one that's following it. Like we're talking about a Pacers, Pistons, Magic, Wizards, Spurs, Rockets, Kings stretch. Mm-hmm. Then Wait you hit January 3rd. Oh gosh, go. It's Warriors, Trailblazers, Suns, Hawks, Hawks, 76ers, Raptors, Trailblazers, Hawks, Lakers, uh, and then Knicks, Clippers, Raptors, and it keeps going. It's a lot of hard games mm. in the month of January. So the importance of this this past this December stretch that we're talking about, it's why we kept talking about get to December 15th, past December 15th. They ended up winning December 15th, so you can trade off this game if you want to. They can move forward and win these games no matter who they have. These are winnable games that they should get. But either way, you're probably not going to have BAM for that portion of the month for all those hard games. Jimmy should be back by that time. A lot of these guys should be returning, but you have to buy them enough time over this little stretch to get to that point. Because I think Jimmy can put you over the top and get you some wins there. I think Tyler can have some big games once he gets back, but this little stretch you have right here, like you have to take care of business against an Indiana team who they struggled with early in the yeah. season. They had that, that rough game against when they had Jimmy Bam and Tyler and everybody playing. So it's going to be interesting. I think you definitely get that the other game against Detroit, and then there's some easy ones after that. But it is going to be interesting. I think they're in a decent spot. As Greg said, this is kind of where you expect them to be scrapping for that area. But obviously, this is a uniquely unique, unique year because you're looking around the league and seeing all these guys entering protocols. You don't know in the next – when we post this podcast, who could end up entering the podcast. 
and all, both all of our opinions kind of change. Yeah, well, I, I think that's really the thing to take into consideration here is we talk about the bubble in last year and thought maybe, okay, there'd be continuity this year, right? Like you would be able to put a roster out and other than the normal NBA injuries, you would kind of know who's playing, but we don't, they don't. And so it does put a lot on the coach to adjust. I think Eric's done a really good job of it. I think that it just ran out of gas tonight. Um, I do think the Tucker injury took something out of them. I think, and we've talked about it. John Jablanca put this on Twitter and it is a total perfect correlation. When they shoot the ball well from three, they win. Uh, when they don't, they, they struggle or they lose. And, and that's and they've been really good from three of late. They've kind of built the offense around that. And, and Eric has adjusted in a significant way. But there are going to be these ups and downs sort of games. And, and I, you know, I, I said at the first when Bam went out, just stay out of the play-in. I think they're better positioned than that, okay? And, and, and I do think, as you're seeing some other teams struggle, that's not really going to be an issue. But if you want a top four seed, you're right. They got to clean up here. Like this next seven, they got to get at least five, I would think. And then I do think some of those games we're talking about on the road are not going to be what you project. I mean, Portland is not playing particularly well right now. There are some games that jump onto the schedule because there are names on those teams, but the actual teams are not playing that well. I mean, the Lakers come here, right? They've already played out in L.A., against them we don't know what they're going to look like now ad is out so i think yes the golden state game is going to be really challenging for this team okay uh but i do think some of those games are going to be more winnable than anticipated i just think it's really about getting healthy and finding a rhythm and now you know when jimmy comes back they got to find a rhythm with him i mean they got they're going to play differently with him and they don't have bam to play off of and now some of these other guys have gotten a little bigger role but I will say this, the takeaway that I come away from tonight, and I was texting with a good friend of this program who lives on the West Coast who's saying Duncan's getting unfair heat tonight. And I think to a certain degree he may be. But I'll say this, at the end of that game, I was looking more for Marcus Garrett to make a play than Duncan Robinson. And that is not, <laughs> that's not where they should be after 31 games. It's, it's where he should be, okay? And I think, I think if you look at sort of disappointments of this season, that would be one of them but it is the type of disappointment I think they can overcome. Um, but, you know, they got to get some other guys healthy. I just, at a certain point, despite what Eric Spolster says, you just don't have enough. You just don't have enough. And tonight at the end of that game, they just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. I mean, Omer Yurtsevin is not ready to be playing these kind of minutes. Uh, Akpala is not ready to be playing those kind of minutes at that position. And, you know, when Deadman has sort of an off night, which he had tonight with rebounding and other things, they can't really overcome it right now. And especially with PJ out. All right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Again, Brady's appearance is brought to you by the law offices of Eric Rubenstein. Uh, and also thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped therapist preferred use the code five RSN and our new sponsor cigar city lounge. Did I say that city cigar lounge? Why did I do that? Okay. This is why I take a little bit of time before I introduce the new sponsors city cigar lounge right in downtown Miami. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.